Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 240 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast and Spotify users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting today's show is Ken Clark. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, man. It's Ken Clark back with the gang. Mike B, what up? Hey, what's going on, KC? What's going on, Tiger fans? What's up, man? Been a minute. Been a minute. I ain't been on yeah. with you in quite a while, man. Yeah, but... I know. I know, man. I know it's, it's been a minute since I've been on, so good to be back. Well, you know, yeah, I, 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 I was on the to... uh, pre-draft show, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just, been a minute, I, minute. I was just about to mention that, man. I know with yeah. uh, with Cat, man, that was a great show. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed that. I had a chance to listen to that, man. Go tap in. And uh, definitely, man, we got we – got, we got, Zoe DeLorean on this thing day too, man. What's up, Zoe? What's up, baby? What's going what's on? Going, what's going on, Ken? What's up, my B? What's up, the I love family? Fellas, man. All right, man. We we we've been they we got we had to come together, man, get the people what they wanted. You know what I mean? We just so our tiger talk with the 1400 club listeners. No, we 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 purposely waited. We wanted to give this thing a little bit of time. Uh, this is our NFL draft, you know, recap, re. Review, revisit, however you want to put it, man. Um, what a day for Jackson State, you know, on uh, NFL Draft Weekend. Uh, huge, huge shout out to Mr. James Houston. James, the problem Houston, man, got drafted uh, by the Detroit Lions, man, in the sixth round, pick 217. So we wanted to come on, man, and come together, talk about, you know, how everything went down. We only got one draft pick this, this time, this year. We were hoping to get a few more, but we had a slew of, free agent signings, uh, undrafted free agent signings, and some camp invites. And we even had one player to get uh, picked up by the CFL. And we're going to dive all the way down through it. Just kind of want to get you skinny uh, on, on how you guys felt the draft with overall. Well, I was really excited about it, man. Um, knowing that we have, you know, Coach, Fr- Coach Prime's, you know, first uh, official draft pick with James Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, but as well as, man, all the other um, – you know, free agent acquisitions that were acquired too. you know, knowing that well, how things were the year prior 
and just a good number. Um, and we're training up going forward, building on this momentum going into next year's offseason with the uh, team we have coming up to get more players drafted. But excited for James Houston. Uh, really, really good look, man. And I hope he has great success because that'll deem even more light for Jackson State University. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, you know, getting getting Houston drafted, that was sort of like the springboard to – uh, Jackson State returned to having players drafted on a on a regular basis. You know, seeing his name called, it was bittersweet for me because I was actually in Vegas uh, for the NFL draft, and oh, I was there on the on, on the front lines on the ground by the main stage, and I was there first, second, third, fourth, fifth round, all into the second day, well into the third day, and then on the sixth round, I decided to leave the draft and go get something to eat, and <laughs> I looked down at my phone pizza and i see james houston drafted six round oh, short lines and my heart sunk because i was wow. just so upset with myself because normally i'd be there recording you know uh catching my reaction to the draft picks and and i missed it, it was a great opportunity but um but um i forgive myself now i'm kind of over it a little bit so um but yeah uh, i was glad to see his name get called and the other players that we had that were picked up um in the undrafted free agency um circuit uh, it was great to see them um, get their names called to get that opportunity as well. Wow. Man, that sucks, Mike. I know. <laughs> I, I, know. I know what to do with that one, man. Like, oh, my god! I drove all the way out to Vegas and, 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 and fumbled the ball, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I ain't drive, but I flew all the way out there and fumbled on the one-yard line. Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, you know what? Hey, uh we're going to move right along on that one, bro. I, I ain't got no comeback for that one. That, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough, man. But but you know what? I, I'll say this. I, I like what both of you guys have said, man. Momentum, springboard. Those are the two words that – two phrases, I would say, that jumped out to me. Um, and I think you're right, man. This is um, the 100th NFL draft pick in the history. This is special, man. This is this is number 100 for our Jack State Tigers. Um James is, um, I, you know, what better person, you know, could there have been to be uh, number 100? James came to us. I mean, what do you say, Zoe, in the summertime of 2021? Yes, oh, sir. Last June. Yep. Last, uh, last uh, uh, players that we we picked up in, in last year's recruiting, Coach Prime's first year on the job, man, getting ready for this first season. And um, we had a chance as a collective after the season for us to see um, – Coach Prime season two. And one of the things I want to mention about that was in that we saw that James Houston was a little resistant to changing position. He was a stand-up linebacker at Florida. And what like we talked on several times, man, before James uh came to us, man, he was in the in the SEC championship game, eight tackles, playing for Florida versus Alabama, right? Comes to us, um, played, you know, he was there four years, played three seasons, and and now he's got a he's got one year of eligibility left and and the coaches are telling them, "Hey, we're gonna put your hand in the dirt. <laughs> we're gonna bring you off the edge." And it's it's a testament to the to the to the football acumen and expertise of the coaching staff. And huge shout out to them because they saw something in him that um, I don't even think he saw it in himself. Because you can see on the footage that he was very resistant. He's like, "Man, I know what I'm talking about." And um, he he was like, "I know what I could do, whatever, whatever." But then and then the the, the character of James Houston kicked in, the, the character of just being a football player, just being a um, just being someone that was willing to do whatever it took, man, to just get on the roster, get on the field and, and lead to winning. So um, 
touch on that real quick, and then we're going to dive into that a little bit more, man. Yeah, that's the perfect example of trusting mm-hmm. your coaches and trusting that they have your best interest at hand. Uh, Coach Prime came here, and he came here with a vision, and he came here with intention to get these guys to the NFL and get these guys to the next level. So um, him just trusting in Coach Prime and, and, uh, and, and Coach DT and and following their orders and and um, just being a team player, you know, put your head down, come and work every day, do the work, and it's an, it's an example. You know, he's a testament to what happens when you do when you do that. Yeah, most definitely. And, and bear in mind, James Hughes came to Jack State and did all this damage and got drafted in less than a year's time. Wow. Yep. That's and amazing. Let, and, and less than in less than a year's time, you know, and again for him to, you know, have the trust and you know who people on the outside of the program deem to be, you know, a new coach with no experience, not really knowing what he's doing, and Coach Prime proved that he's very proficient and knowledgeable, uh, and actually the force you to say, hey man, you can make some money uh, in the NFL, man, putting your hand in the dirt, and for you know for James to trust him and see the success right away, and boom, he gets drafted. You know, so uh, that's going to bode well even in the future for recruiting purposes, even for the current players on the team. So uh, it said a lot, man. It said a lot about Coach Prime, too, as well as uh, Coach Thurman and the rest of the defensive guys on the staff. Thanks. I agree. I agree. Um, I'll say this, man. I think um, you you hit the ball out of the park when you say because James came to us, man. I mean, his stats alone for the, for the season, 70 tackles. I mean, think about it. He 70 tackles, 16 and a half sacks, 24 and a half tackles for loss, seven forced fumbles, two interceptions, <laughs> one, two touchdowns. I'm sorry. I take that back. Two defensive touchdowns. He he had a forced fumble against Alabama AM that he called that he picked up, took to the house, and he had a game-changing, uh, I would could we say game ceiling touchdown interception in the second half, coming out of the second half versus Prairie View in the SWAC championship game. So for him to get picked up, like I said, sixth round, 217 pick, the number 100 NFL draftee uh, for Jackson State, <clears throat> absolutely phenomenal. And let's say – let's take it a step further. Shout out to Detroit, to the Detroit Lions, man. That, that, that team had some challenges last season. But if we could pick a team – and I'm not – we're not saying this because we got blue and white glasses on. We, we're saying this because we really did follow the draft. They had a phenomenal draft, man. They had a – when awesome you talking about collecting talent, and we just had a um, – recently that was a pro football focus sent out a, a statistic, a graph. They drafted the two number one edge rushers in all of college football. Guess who was number one? James, the problem, Houston. <laughs> number two was the number two pick play that, that got drafted, Aiden Hudson out of Michigan. So when you look at – what they were able to do for their football team, we saw James all season, you know, and 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 shout out to uh, Mr. Brad, the GM over there that was, you know, a North Carolina A&T alum. Yep, HBCU and, alum. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, uh, press conference after the draft, just kind of talking about what their direction was. And I just wanted to make sure we highlight that. Zoe, you've even had a, a part, you and Corey had a part into some answering some questions uh, for some of the media team that was up in Detroit. This has just been a fun, fun process, and it's been so fun, and it's been such a blessing to see James Houston live, be able to live out his dream. Um, all Weather Sports, that um, I think that's the name of the media team that has followed him, that covered his draft. I had a chance to listen to his grandfather talk, James Houston the <laughs> second. Like, mm-hmm. it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool story, man. And, and, and 
man, I'm so proud of you, James. If you're listening, got a chance to meet him and spend some time with him at the NFL PA Bowl here in Pasadena. And uh, man, I, I just can't say enough. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. And, and I'll say this one last thing, you know, don't nobody steal my idea. I, I don't know if I was first or not, but I did talk to, to James and say, hey, man, whenever you figure out whatever number you're going to be wearing, I need to give me one of them jerseys. I need to get that thing signed, and you already know what I'm going to do with it. I'm framing it, putting it in the man cave. What y'all think? Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah, indeed. Got, yeah. Second that sentiment, to. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what, what number he has. Uh, he shouldn't be getting it anytime soon now because I know they're, uh, at the time of recording, they're about get ready for um for Ricky Minicamp. So uh right. you will see him out there and uh you know it'll be interesting to see um how they how they use him um in their packages. Uh I do feel that he'll have a good opportunity to make the team. Um and um I agree. And you know they did draft two two uh edge rushers um uh, in the draft, you know, um in, in addition to James Houston. But uh I think um when you look at the guys who get drafted in, in the later rounds, the fifth, sixth, seventh round, those are the guys who have certain traits. And, you know, Houston, with his, with his trait being more of a linear athlete, uh, I see how they can use him in uh, some situational um, situational downs. And it'll be good to see how, how he develops and if he can develop into, uh, you know, an all-around, you know, three-down um, edge rusher. I like it. I like it. Well, let's say this. Let's do this. We're gonna we're gonna you know we'll pause and you know as we need to, we'll come back to James Houston. I did want to highlight the fact that the NFL, you know, made mention of this. They put out a tweet, and I'll read to you what they tweeted. They put last year at this time, 2021, there was zero NFL draft picks. One college football, I mean, one uh, Canadian football draft pick. Six. Uh, we had six NFL free agents. Two NFL mini camp invites. One CFL free agent deal. Not very high on the numbers, a total of about 10 around the same time last year. Um, and this year, four NFL draft picks out of HBCUs. Huge shout-out to Josh Williams out of Fayetteville State. Um, got drafted in the fourth round to the Kansas City Chiefs. Shout-out to Kobe Durant, really good cornerback. We saw him in South Carolina State in the Celebration Bowl. Uh, two-time defended, uh, MEAC player the, defensive player of the year. Uh, got drafted in the fourth round also to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, then our very own James Houston, of course, sixth round, and then seventh round, Jatari Carter um, from the Southern Southern University uh, offensive lineman to those Chicago Bears, and uh, looking like he's sure. uh, uh, kind of he already started his mini camp and looking looking like you know they're off to a pretty good start. Looking like he's gonna probably make that roster. So um, definitely wanted to say kudos to them to have no draft picks in 2021, only one in 2020. Uh, so over the last two years, we only had one draft pick one hbcu player drafting into the nfl in 2022 we saw four like you guys said momentum um there's a great positive trend and it's something that we can build up on and i listen listen coach prime made mention of this several times that we got a lot of depth on our roster where we got some players that's coming behind this class that's actually going to be in the draft next season so we want to go a little further and, and highlight some of our uh, JSU Tigers that, you know, didn't get drafted, but we're blessed, man, to get uh, signed un, undrafted free agent deals and get uh, rookie minicamp invites. First player up, Mr. C.J. Holmes. Uh, you know, shout out to C.J. C.J. was um, – he signed the undrafted free agent deal with the New Orleans Saints, man. Go ahead. I mean, I, 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 I don't have to say nothing else. We all know he's a New Orleans kid. 
I mean, what a dream come true for CJ. Yeah, very much so. I'm uh, I'm ecstatic for CJ. Um, came in um, on a team at Jack State, man, where he didn't we didn't have a lot of success. You know, came in as a uh, as a boundary corner, uh, but man, all comforts. You know, what I'm saying before Coach Prime got here. But as well, man, CJ has capability when Coach Prime got here, man, play some safety. So he, he's very, very versatile. I mean, you go from boundary corner to playing safety to your senior year actually getting into the slot. And if you actually go check his numbers, he had he had some of the best uh, DB, DB slot numbers in the country um, mm-hmm. when it comes to completion percentage. And he was in his first year at that position. So, you know, he shows something i.e. to get a look and actually to sign a free agent deal. A lot of kids didn't. And to get and, and to get that deal with your hometown team, you know, uh, it's a lot for him, man. He uh, got a good chance to make the roster. Just got to put his head down and continue to work, man. But I'm definitely excited for him. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely excited for him. CJ has always been one of my uh, favorite players uh, on his defense. I feel like he got snubbed with the um, – you know, it's all it's all conference uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, it was good to see him finally get that opportunity in New Orleans. Um, you know, him moving to, from from all these different spots uh, from slot to a boundary corner, uh, mm-hmm. played a little bit of safety. Uh, that bodes well for him in the NFL because this tape that the um, GMs and scouts have to look at, and they can uh, use him wherever they 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 feel uh, he would be the best fit. So, and um, I know he's more than capable. Looking at the Saints, they they drafted a cornerback in the second round, but they don't have a lot of depth there. So he has a, a great opportunity to make this team, and I think I think he will. I think you will see him, uh, if not make the roster, the 53 man roster, he'll at least uh, be scout squad and have an op- a practice squad and have an opportunity to uh, develop into the player that they need him to be. But if he can come out there and have a great showing, be great on special teams, and mm-hmm. make some plays um, in practice, he'll definitely get the opportunity. Uh, I like his, I like his eyes there in New Orleans, there in his hometown. I, I'll say this: I think uh, the Saints signing Ty, Tyron Matthew, uh, Matthew, the uh, Honey Badger, who's a, a local kid uh, from New Orleans. I think that helps. Uh, it's just something about when you're playing for your hometown team, and then when you're also surrounded by fellow statesmen, you're like brethren. You know what I mean? You, you, right. It's uh, the NFL is a fraternity. We, you know, none of us had a chance to go, but we can only imagine if we have been a part of something that's very small. You know. Uh, it's a small number, even though, you know, it may be quite a few on the team. It's not many that get to live out that dream, man. So when you have – there's a commonality there. And I think when you – when you, I'm looking for ways that outside of just the things that we already have mentioned. And I do want to touch on his stats, you know, for the scene, for, his, for his last season because, as you stated, he actually was a, a all-swack um, uh, corner. He was actually one of the best corners in the, in the conference under, under Coach Hendrick. And his uh, his defense. So uh, CJ was a was a staple for our defense at that time. Um, so when Coach Prime comes in, he he, he stays he stays put. He he works his way, and he like I said, in the spring goes to safety. Then he moves to nickel. It speaks to his versatility. He he actually just like James was out here for the NFL PA Bowl. He he held his own. I saw him on two eyes. Uh, had some really good plays. Kind of flashed a little bit, and. Um, one thing I have to commend him, his body. He's physically gotten a lot stronger. You can see the development in his body uh, from the time he came to us as a, as a freshman out of high school up until now, you know, and um, had a chance to, to speak with him briefly at the uh, spring game. And, and it, was, it was good to see him and just kind of wished him the best, you know, gave him, you know, our, our well wishes. But over the season, 40, 40 tackles, 33 solo tackles. 
with one interception, seven pass breakups, one forced fumble, and even a block field goal while returning, uh, you know, 37 yards uh, on a kickoff return. So, like I said, it, it just speaks to his versatility. I, I think he couldn't have asked for a much better situation. One of the things I do want to say about the draft, and you guys know this, if you don't get drafted, you kind of got a little bit more flexibility to choose the situation you want to be in. So it's really, you know, it, it, it's versus getting drafted in the sixth or seventh round, which it, you want to get drafted. Don't get me wrong. But if you don't get drafted, Todd listeners or any, 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 any players that, that follow us and listen, don't get discouraged. You can take advantage of that opportunity, kind of pick the situation where you can kind of figure out where you want to go to give you the best chance to make that roster. And, and I think CJ did exactly what was best for him and how cool was it that new Orleans extended that opportunity. So, you know, like I said, kudos to CJ and uh, proud of you, man. And, and, and wishing you, you know, nothing but the best, man. So moving right along, fellas, you know, uh, next man up, Mr. Keith Corbin, Keith Corbin, man, wide receiver came to us from Houston, had a phenomenal, phenomenal year uh, as a JSU Tiger. I mean, Keith had a uh, – I thought he was one of the best wide receivers in the swag. He was Shador's go-to guy. He posted 69 receptions, 921 yards, seven touchdowns, you know, scored in the Celebration Bowl. He was uh, that 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 slot receiver slash go-through-the-middle, physical, really good hands. Um, like I said, caught a lot of balls from Shador. He was his favorite target and um, had a phenomenal year. He actually signed an undrafted free agent deal with the Buffalo Bills. Man, what an opportunity, man. What y'all think? Yeah, man, I I, I think so. Um, and you know, Keith um, has the size, um, six two, um, you know, two hundred pounds, um, and he's versatile. Man, can play inside and play outside. Um, he's big enough to stay outside, you know, uh, and be an X, but he's uh, small enough he could actually, you know, be a Y as well. And then going to the offense, man, again. Uh, which, you know, most of the rookie minicamps are going on right now between this week and next week. So just need him to actually just show what he can in this rookie minicamp and, you know, hopefully can get called back for, the, you know, the actual tryout after that and then have a legitimate shot to make that roster, man. But nonetheless, Buffalo's a good fit for him. Got a good – got a, a, a vertical passing game, dynamic, great, strong-arm quarterback. Uh, and Buffalo's going to be contending in the AFC next year. So uh, if, he could, if he could hold on to him, be a great landing spot for him. Oh, yeah. In addition to that, um, wide receiver was a top need for Buffalo. Um, you know, they have Stephon Diggs and uh, Gabriel mm-hmm. Davis. Uh, they signed Jamison Crowder. Uh, they drafted a guy in the fifth round. But uh, beyond that, uh, the roster is wide open. So he'll have a great opportunity to to make that team. And, uh, again, he did a great job coming from Houston, coming into JSU, uh, adjusting, you know, coming into a new city, new campus, and, and just becoming, um, like I said, a safety net for uh, for Shador, he quickly became one of Shador's um, prime targets. So uh, I think he could uh, take that that momentum into Buffalo, and uh, it be the same thing for Josh Allen. I think he has a great opportunity to uh, to make that squad. So it's a uh, again a, a great surra- great surrounding for him, and I think he has mm-hmm. uh, a chance to be uh, really good there. Yeah, I thought Keith was a a, a very complete. Uh, wide receiver, like you said, he he did a lot of things really well. Um, five 100 yard reception games, you know, he had six, seven, you know, he, he actually had seven uh games where he posted more than six catches, just sure hands, man. He didn't drop a lot of balls, and I think that's necessary when you're going into a climate like Buffalo. You know, how cold it can get, they don't have a dome, they don't play in 
you know, uh, inside, they play outside. So, you know, you want to, you want to bring someone in that, that has sure hands. And I think he's a sure handed, really good route runner as well. So we'll see, we'll see how, you know, we're rooting for you, Keith. We actually, I like his mentality. You know, he's been very vocal on Twitter, you know, social media, just kind of saying, Hey, yeah, with the, you know, you deal with the politics. He's like, man, I've been doubted before. Hey, I tell you what, you know, this ain't nothing no different than what I've ever had to deal with. So, you know, kind of that get it out the mud mentality. I think he's going to take that up at the Buffalo and he got a good chance to make the roster, like y'all said. But we're going to stick right in the state of New York <laughs> and we're going to move right along over to our, our next player that had a chance to uh, get picked up, man. And and that was none other than Mr. Al Young. Al Young came to us from Southeast Missouri and he was probably the most consistent starter at cornerback. Uh, signed an un, undrafted free agent deal with the New York Giants, man. Um Al had a really, really good season. The stats don't tell the full tale because, honestly, he was just so solid over there uh, on one side of the field. You know, um, when you don't get a lot of stats, that means that you ain't getting a lot of balls. So um, two interceptions on the year, two forced fumbles, 11 pass breakups, man. He got some action, but Al was very consistent, very physical. Um, and like I said, he's playing the position just like C.J., and like I said, let's let's make mention of the fact that their, their head coach was the greatest to ever play that position. So I think they got some really good training. I think y'all can, would agree with that. So what do y'all think about Al Young going to New York? Yeah, and, and let's not forget, man, when it comes to Al Young, this guy put up, to my to my standards, he had a really good year. Bear in mind, coming off an, uh, an Achilles tear injury. Oh, right. You know, so coming off that, you know, that dramatic of an injury to put up and play the number of snaps that he played, uh, say, to say he was the most consistent DB on the team we had last year, you know, again, in the first year um, and going straight press, man, he didn't, you know, they play a lot, did a lot of different coverages, you know, where he came from previously. And, you know, again, for him to, again, he has the size, he has the range, he has the physicality. He's he's not afraid, not afraid to stick his, uh, his face in the fan. You know, he'll make these tackles, uh, you know, two interceptions, like I say, eleven pass breakups, man. That's a that's a really good number on the college level. I, I challenge I challenge anybody to go find any DB on any level that has double digit uh, pass breakups, and I'll show you somebody that's gonna pretty much get drafted. You know, that's a high number. Um, but again, that shows he was battled. He was he was contested, and you know, again, eleven pass breakups is good. And uh, for all estimations, only had one bad game. That was in the bowl game. So uh, had a good year, uh, and they have a good shot to make that roster. Like I said. The main thing for all these guys, man, just make it through this week and next week, and the sky's the limit for all of them. Well, I think I think before you go, Mike, the, the bowl game was a little. Um, Al was actually he actually did okay. They switched. They made a switch, and they, they the wide receiver had a little success. It wasn't a good game for us in the celebration bowl, but uh, to his defense, because I remember him kind of responding to that on social media. He I went and checked the tape. He was right. Uh, he was like, they switched off me. So uh, they were going away from him for the most part. I think that, you know, Coach Buddy Pugh really solid, man. Put together a good game plan. He knew who to go to and where to go to. And honestly, I think that game, t- it turned, it really wasn't, the defense was put in some tough, tough situations. And the rest is history, man. You know what I mean? But go ahead. I, I, I wanted to just throw that in there because that was a conversation I actually had with someone else in regards to Al Young. He actually had a pretty good game. Yeah, well, in, in regards to Al Young, the, the um, when he first stepped on campus, one of the first things I kept hearing about him was how physical he was. You know how right. how he, he put his hands on you. He's gonna 
put his body on you, make you make you adjust and 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 you know um, disrupt your release. That was the, one of the main things I was hearing about him. Now I think he has a great opportunity coming in with the Giants because they have a new coaching staff. So a lot of times you get a new coaching staff, uh, they are looking to uh, cut anybody, regardless of, of who they are, or who they were last year. They everybody has a clean slate, and the Giants, their defense coordinator is um, a guy by the name of Don Martindale, and, and he came from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he was with that uh, the Baltimore Ravens for uh, probably about a decade or so. He was there when they won a the Super Bowl, um, you know, um, back in uh, 2012, I believe that was. But one thing about Baltimore Ravens, they love physical cornerbacks. They love them. So mm. I think Al has a great opportunity and a great chance to uh, impress this new defensive coordinator and make a name for himself. I, I'll, I'll throw one more thing in there, Mike, to your point. You just actually you, – you said you gave me a, a layup on this one. The New York Giants just uh, just the other day released James Bradbury, man. And James Bradbury, yeah. you know, they were looking for a trade partner for him. He's a cornerback. You know, right. he was set to make – I want to say he was going to make like 13, 14 million. I remember that story. And uh, he was a starter for them, all pro cornerback. And like you said, when coaches come in, they're looking to cut people for any reason. And one main reason to get cut in the NFL is what? Salary cap. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, yep. the rookie contract is the most favorite contract in the NFL because you can get high value for low dollars. Absolutely. So that's kind of how it goes Thanks. in Al's, uh, in, in Al's favor. So, hey, man, go do your thing, baby. Go I, Listen, hey, I, I want every player, that every Jackson State player, man, that get a uniform and make a roster, I got to get that jersey, baby. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So we, we hey, hey, i tell you this much. One, one thing we'll say. To segue from Al Young, and we're gonna go right into the uh, the next to, to the next player. I'm sorry, the next player was um, I was gonna go to Kylan Richie, but I want to go to Dalen Baldwin, who used to play for Jackson State because he's gonna be joining Al Young in New York. So shout out to Dalen. I go spend much time on him. He had a phenomenal spring with us. Left us. He's still a JSU Tiger. We rooted for him. Uh, give you guys a, a quick uh, little take on on Dalen real quick, but he. During the spring, had 27 receptions, 540 yards, seven tugs, man, and and, and he jumped off the the, uh, the the film and and honestly, you know, we know why he entered the portal. Won't, won't delve into that anymore. But when he did, he got a chance to go fulfill a lifelong dream, and that was to play for the Michigan Wolverines. He's from that area. Was happy for him, proud of you, brother. And so thankful and happy that you got a chance to join Al in New York. So both of them, JSU Tigers, are going to be in, in New York, and we hope both of them make the roster. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, Dalen and, uh, man, Dalen Baldwin, if you ever catch earshot of this, man, like we always say, man, once a Tiger, always a Tiger. Man, let me tell you, when you live Jack State, man, you had so many Jacksonians, man, having their TV on between watching us and trying to keep an eye out for what you're going to do in that first game. Nice. And, man, when you got your first touchdown, man, we it was like you got a touchdown in the vet, but you was up in Ann Arbor. So just wanted to let you know that, man. But, man, I couldn't be more happy for the kid, man. He he, he was one of the fan favorites when he was here. But Dalen, man, another kid, man, 6'2", you know, big body, 6'2", about 220. Uh, got the frame for it, man. Uh, actually, believe it or not, man, Dalen actually uh, played every game uh, of this upcoming season with about five or six starts. But mm -hmm. 
But can trans we all know, man, Dana can transition to the NFL. He, he has an NFL game. He just needs the opportunity. Um, uh, I'm unfamiliar with, you know, the Giants receiving core. But uh, one thing I do know, they sucked the past four, three or four years. They they have been good. So uh, obviously he got a chance to make it. But um, hoping the best for him. But if he can just catch on, man, um, he'll catch on with somebody, man. That dude got NFL written all over him. Oh, yeah. Great news for Dalen. Um, I, like a lot of GSU fans, were were disappointed to, to see him leave. But when he ended up at Michigan, that kind of confirmed what we already knew. So to see him in the NFL with an opportunity to uh, to do this at the next level, um, again, it's further confirmation. So um, hats off to him. Good luck. Yeah. Um, to your point again, Mike, you know, um, Kadarius Tony. They were looking to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. He was a first rounder just a couple yep. of years, just a year or so ago. So, hey, man, the opportunities are there. I think yep. they're looking for a complete rebuild. Usually, when you get a new coach, they got they kind of get time to construct that roster the way they want to. And, and right. Dalen fits that style: physical, big, you know, really good route runner, good hands, uh, deceptive speed. So, we're rooting for you, brother, both you and Al. It would be phenomenal if they both get to make that roster. That'd be a fun day for us. But moving right along, man, we're going to touch on Colin and uh, get ready to kind of wrap this thing up, man. Kyler Ritchie had a got an opportunity to uh, – got a rookie, uh, rookie minicap invite to New Orleans. He's going to be joining CJ down in New Orleans, man. Kyler had a um, probably the most underused <laughs> uh, tool in the, in the toolbox, I would think. I didn't think we went to the tight end enough. Only had 11 receptions uh, on the season for 138 yards. But 6'4", 230 frame, really good physical size. Um He's a, he's a tiger, man. Came in as a tiger, had options, played baseball, did all that good stuff. Kyler, we're happy for you, man. We're rooting for you. And, it, you know, excited for your opportunities down in New Orleans. Hope you make the roster. Yeah, man. Like, echo what you just said, man. The most underutilized player on the roster last year. Um, made a couple big catches in the Celebration Bowl. But um, Kylan, man, prototypical size, man. Uh, kid six four and a half, almost six five, two hundred thirty five pounds, and he, he he's fast. He's fast for his for his for his height. Mm-hmm. Uh, has good hands. Um, you know, um, his game translates to the NFL. Uh, he's but he's more of a throwback. I mean, because he can actually get down and he he can actually block. You know, he's not the the new wave of just you know stick out. You know, say out to to receive. He can actually get his hand down there and block. So has the size, man. Um, but even uh, again, going to New Orleans, you know, I think uh, get you there again. New coaching staff, not really have an idea of what they're looking for. If the offense going to be the same, or you know, because you know you still have um, I can't think of the guy's name, the uh, quarterback who who's like the utility player. Yeah, Taysom um, Hill. Yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually going to move from the tight end. They're, um, so they're going to they're going to mm-hmm. they're going to move Taysom Hill to tight end. So you know, that's that's one less spot. So you're talking about, you know, possibly three or four guys vying for one spot because most uh, NFL teams keep only three tight ends on the roster. So um, just got to put in work and, and we'll see, man. But good luck to him, man. Hope he can really catch on the NFL. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for him because when he came into JSU, you know, I had you know, such big plans and visions of the type of player that he could be. And um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. he didn't really get to have it that opportunity um when coach prime came in uh you did see you did see the flashes there um uh, like you said you know he is a great blocker but at, at times he missed blocks he missed blocking assignments he has great hands but you know at times he had the minimal mistakes with the drops 
sometimes he let his uh, emotions get the best of him because he's, he's such a, a passionate player. You, you can see he's a football player. He loves football. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, he just let it, let that get the best of him. And then there's these, you know, uncalled for penalties. Uh, but, you know, as Zoe mentioned, if you get to these first couple of weekends and you can uh, make your way um, in, into the into the summer and when, when the team goes to training camp, uh, you have a great opportunity. And I think that's that's what I'm hoping for for uh, for, for Kylie and Richie. Uh, hopefully there's, you know, some scouts or some coaches there uh, on their New Orleans staff that's willing to kind of uh, take him under their wing and, put him on the, on the practice squad for a year and just kind of develop him into the player that he could be. And I think uh, the sky will be the limit for him, especially with this, with this Saints team. Cause I'm looking at, at the tight end depth chart and it's, you know, it's like a, you know, I'm not sure who these guys are, but um, uh, I don't think Kyle is too far behind them. No, no. I'm going to say this in Kyle's defense. It's <laughs> lightly. Um, Brent Lyles, Jared Hayes, Derek Ponder, Jalen Jones, Shador Sanders, a lot of quarterbacks. They really get to see him um, like the way we wanted to. We always felt like the tight end position just was – Yeah, just just a consistent quarterback play. He went through a lot of quarterback. But I'll say this, he stayed down, he stayed with us, and, man, we rooting for you, man. Rooting for you. Last but not least of the uh, professional contracts that we know of that have been signed, Mr. Warren Newman, man, absolute most favorite. Probably fan favorite. Sweet feet. Sweet feet. <laughs> Warren Newman, man. Didn't make it to the NFL. You know, I know he might have been a little not yet. emotional. Yeah. Not not yet. Not yet. Yeah. But he did sign and, you know, uh, uh, he agreed to terms with the Canadian football team, the Montreal Alouettes. So a um, little different route for Warren. But, hey, man, we're, we're all the more excited and ecstatic for him because we know what he, we, we know what Montreal is going to be getting. Um, I'll just pause there and let you guys kind of speak, you know, to what you guys think about Warren and, and what he meant to you guys and, and what this particular signing, how y'all feel about that? Man, yeah, he's another fan favorite. Y'all call him Sweet Feet. I call him Little Pocket Rocket, man. I mean, <laughs> dude was a dynamo, man. Um, gonna miss that dude too, man. Man, yeah. uh, man, his, his heart was his heart was bigger than the size, bigger than the stature. And he, 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 one thing we can say about him, man, he left it all on the field. He left every ounce of what he got on the field every game, um, and that's why that's why the fans kind of grew to him, man. Um, you know, man, he's got heart, man. Just you know, whenever he got an opportunity, uh, that ball in his hand, I got to make a play and I got to make something happen, man. Dude, I think he had about what four touchdowns this year, and could have possibly had. You know, we know. Uh, miss one in the FAMU game, miss one in the ULM game, miss one in the um, uh, I, 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 I believe the Valley game or the Delta State game was one of the two. But man, he it's, it's, he he got the feeling that every time he got stepped back on the punt, he was going to take it to the house, and um, and you know, so for him to get that opportunity again, showing that consistently, hey man, let you know somebody's watching. So no, he didn't get drafted to the NFL, but man, look. To be 21, 22 years old, college graduate, and knowing you're going from Jackson, Mississippi to Montreal, Canada to play professional football, to put something else on film, to have a chance to get to the NFL by, by, in some shape, form, or fashion. You know, um, man, look, we're rooting for you, man, and um, got got all the faith in the world he's going to make it. Yeah, Newman is probably one of my uh, favorite players uh, of all time, definitely top five. Not, not saying he's the best, but definitely – uh, one of my favorites, you know, came in, you know, always, always working, 
Uh, new coaching staff came in, and you thought he'd probably get buried on the depth chart. He didn't. He found a way to uh, to get into the games, and he became um, uh, a mainstay for for Shadour, uh, one of his uh, go-to wide receivers. And again, uh, in the return game, and he he get back there to return punts. And you remember Coach Prime? He was Deion Sanders, you know, back in his days in Atlanta and Dallas and San Francisco. Yep. Yep. When he when he stepped back there to return a punt, the crowd just go crazy because they knew something's gonna happen, you know. And uh, right. number twenty one is back there dancing. And it was kind of the same thing with Newman. When, when he got back up to return a punt, you know, in that in that um that Tennessee State game, everybody knew. Is you you could hear the crowd, the crowd building, everybody knew. And then he returned that thing. And yep. uh it was, you know, it, it it reminded me of Coach Prime, you know, he how he would uh put on the show, how he would um re- return balls uh, back in um back in his playing days. So um glad to see him um playing football at the next level. I'll be watching some, some CFL. Uh, football this year for sure most definitely (laughs) so uh so kudos to him man i'm I'm, I'm very happy for him man i'll say this he you know when you go and look at his stats for what he did at at jackson state he came to us in 2017 and um man you know his all you saw was a progression you know you saw him improve get better and i'll just make a mention 2019 i have these stats in front of me played in all Played all 11 games, had 35 receptions, 410 yards, five touch, I mean, four touchdowns. We didn't play football in 2020, but we had a spring 2021. Led the conference in 35 receptions, 288 yards, five touchdowns. So he basically did the same thing that he did for the whole season of 2019. He did it in the spring, in a short and hyphenated spring. Yep. Then he came out and balled, a little different role, much deeper roster, stayed down. Him and CJ had a chance. They, they could have left. They chose to stay. Those New Orleans boys, man, and, and proud of him, man, and became just an instant threat. Every time he touched the ball as a as a he's a Swiss Army knife. You know, use him in the run game, jet sweeps. We 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 jet sweeped him. We threw him in, threw to him in the slot. We threw to him on the outside. We, you know, kick return, punt return, a little bit of everything. And man, Montreal is getting a football player, man. You know, don't don't be fooled by the height or the stature. You know what I'm saying? We know he's five eight. But you know what I mean? He played like he ate five. You know what I mean? So uh, shout out to you, Warren, man. We happy for you. One of our fan favorites. Definitely going to be tuned in to some CFL. Man, I never thought – I had thought about the Canadian Football League since I wanted to see what Johnny Menzel was going to do, but I'm definitely going to be tapped in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, for this season. So, you know, guys, that that pretty much wraps up um, our, our players that we know of that, that got that signed professional contracts off this team, man. And uh, truly, truly proud of, of James, um, Keith, CJ, Colin Ritchie, Al Young, you know, and, and, and Warren Newman, you know. And, and, and there's a couple of players that I was definitely looking forward to, to getting contracts. And, and that's, that's Keontae Hampton and, and, and James, not James, um, Antoine Owens. And uh, I was a little shocked that neither one of them have they, they got an invite or got signed. But mm-hmm. – before you get in the dumps, there's optimism, fellas. And opportunity. And, and, and there, there's optimism. There's optimism. And there's optimism because we got a football coach, man, that's got a vision and that's got a – that's just a – I would say just a phenomenal relationship builder slash marketer slash whatever you want to call him, man. And how about – as I before we segue into this, uh, what I'm talking about is the, the one of the first cities that the XFL is going to showcase because, listen – 
if you can't get to the NFL, you can you can try to go to the CFL. And if you can't get to the CFL, you can get to the USFL. And if that don't work, you got the XFL, which kicks off in 2023. And Zoe and I talked about this on the phone, you know, in relation to Keontae, a little bit of an undersized linebacker. Keontae played a position that's just kind of a man, it's kind of a uh like a dead zone for us getting drafted out of uh, HBCUs, you know. It's rare to get drafted as a linebacker. Not saying that it doesn't happen, but you know, Keontae played about what's 215, 222, you know, and a um, little bit of an undersized physically, but he was a football player. Been a football player since high school, you know, and um, swag defensive player of the year. Just been a staple since the time he took, put on the Tiger uniform. And Antoine Owens come to us from Georgia Tech, had a phenomenal year. I thought he was one of the – he was the – single most important factor on that defensive line outside of James Houston. As a matter of fact, I felt like what he did really helped James Houston do what he was able to do. Right. You know? So, um, and talking to him at the spring game and, and, and him talking to me about, you know, where he's been and where he was headed to, to meet with the teams. And I know he had several conversations, haven't had a chance to talk with him since the draft has been over with. Uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to, to get an update, but, just wanted to highlight them and, and get you guys take on, you know, how you feel about, you know, James. And I mean, I, I keep saying James, James Houston, man, I'm, I'm stuck in my head, man. I'm, I'm so proud of the man, but I, I wanted to say uh, Antoine Owens and, 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 and Keontae Hampton, how y'all feel about them not getting drafted and not even getting uh, invites that we know of. Well, well definitely, you know, disappointed, um, you know, knew it was going to be a long shot for Keontae just solely because the NFL, if they do nothing else at the linebacker position, they really go in on the measurables. And Keontae is, you know, undersized, uh, Keontae is undersized and, you know, underweight, you know, when it comes to that. Now, granted, you, when you look at somebody like a Sam Mills or um, London Fletcher, undersized linebackers, you know, again, London Fletcher is a good, a good story for um, Keontae to follow behind, you know. But um, Keontae just needs the opportunity. Man, he's a football player. Um, right. I have no doubt that he can actually play and, and, and have some success. But And as well as with uh, Antoine Owens, man, I, could, I have to echo what you just stated, man. He was, I believe, the key to the defense. You know, what he did and able to um, – to move in and move out, uh, you know, and then especially whenever James came off of his hip, you know, uh, whenever they, whenever they line up side by side, you know, he was an assistance for James to even showcase more of what he could do. But I also right. want to say this, man, those two guys to make it, but again, Coach Prime being Coach Prime, knowing that you got the XFL coming up uh, next year as well as the uh, USFL up now, you know, used to be at this point, Keontae's career will be over with. Now he has the opportunity you know, to, you know, try out for the XFL and also try out for the USFL again, you know, next season. And, you know, a good way to, you know, best way to stay in football shape is to play football. Best way to work on your craft is to play football. And so okay. knowing that he can actually play, you know, and again, put some on field, man. You know, hey, play in the XFL or the USFL for two years and get a tryout with the NFL. You know, at first you don't succeed, try, try again. I think Keontae, if he can stick to it and he can actually latch on with one of these two leagues, you know, man, use that to try to get to the NFL. And I think they both can. Yeah, I think that'll be the best route for Keontae. Um, I've always had concerns about about his size and, and him not, not putting on, on weight. Uh, I know some NFL scouts, that if you're a linebacker, you're under 230, they, they, won't, they won't even look at you. They won't even consider your film. You have to be truly exceptional 
power five school type of guy. Uh, otherwise, they, they they just don't give you the time of day because, like like so said, they're all about dimensions. So I think for Keontae, uh, USFL XFL that'll be uh, a great route for him to kind of find his way uh, back into the NFL or into the NFL. Um, I, there's no telling how they might use him. Maybe they want him to lose weight and, and, and play a little a little safety, or you know maybe he'll he'll beef up and get to. Um, the, the the desired dimensions of these NFL teams. As, as for Antoine Owens, I'm not really sure what happened there. Uh, I, I guess I, I have to look at his, his pro day workouts, and maybe it was his numbers or something that numbers that, that turned the, the scouts off. Or, or could it what, be? Could I, it be? Yeah, could it be injury sure. history? I know he, you know, there was a was an Achilles. I mean, he wasn't injured this season. I don't. I don't know no, why. Yeah, that yeah, he, 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 he was relatively healthy this season. Yeah. But when you factor in uh, uh, Justin Ross that was in Clemson, he was a superstar. He thought he was a surefire first-round talent, had an injury, had had a surgery, and just like that, he slipped to not even being drafted. Right? Yeah. And then you had uh, N'Kobe Dean, who he was one of the be- linebackers, one of the best yeah, players yeah. to come out of Mississippi. To only- yep. I mean, he was the he was the leader of the, the Georgia football team, the defense. The yep. defense that put eight players in the NFL. He he, he – when he slipped all the way to the third round. It was shocking to me. He had he had a yeah. first round grade, and uh, they they said there was some medical stuff there. So medical, I guess yep, teams yep. He, doing that due he, diligence. He not decided he didn't want to do surgery. Why. Yeah, yeah. Not saying this is the reason why we don't know, but I did want to read this fellas before we get ready to close this show um, because I thought this is this is pointed. You know, this is just uh, out of New York. You know, we know that uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is uh, he's actually owner of the XFL. And I told Zoe, I said, I feel like with him being involved, you know, we know Danny Garcia, the chairwoman and, and owner, co-owner of this NFL of this as well. I feel like he's going to do right by the players. He's going to do everything it takes to make it succeed. Right. And I know I think Vince McMahon might have been involved in it in times past, whoever, anybody. But here's the point. I want to read this, man, and, and, and we'll, 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 we'll put our takes on it and then we'll, we'll, we'll close the show out. But it says that I'm going I'm to read this. Basically, I'm going to read a quote. It said, we're excited to kick off this showcase series and begin opening more doors for aspiring football players across the entire country, said Danny Garcia, chairwoman and owner. Our intentional showcase locations, such as Jackson State, one of the largest HBCUs in the country, and our Hawaii showcase in Honolulu are direct reflections of our XFL core values of diversity, inclusion and accessibility. As an organization and league, we will continue to push the boundaries and unlock new opportunities to advance the game of football. And basically what they're saying is, look, this is your opportunity. And, and shout out to Shaq, man. Shaq, one of our, our, our fellow, uh, uh, you know, podcast compadres, right? Shaq, Shaq must be a prophet, man. Shout out to Shaq, man. Shaq said this. How long ago was that, Zoe, when Shaq mentioned that? The X, he felt like the XFL and the USFL was going to be a farm system for HBCU football players. He said it. Matter of fact, when they dropped this showcase announcement, he called me. He was excited. Boy, what I tell you, I said, man, boy, you be <laughs> on it, man. So, I, hey, listen, Shaq, you, we're going to have to let Shaq do a show on uh, the, the, the stock market or something, man. Let him come drop <laughs> some nuggets on the show for our Tiger Talk listeners. But, man, um, this is big for Jackson State, man. This is big for Jackson, Mississippi. I mean, for us to get a showcase um, from the XFL, and, they, and listen, they, they hit the ground running. This summer. So like like Zoe said, man, get in shape. And why can't they go try out? And, and, and I'm going to say this, and I, I'm going to shut up. 
Bo Scarborough, who was one of my favorite running backs to come out of Alabama, played for Alabama. He's big as all get out. I remember when they took a picture of me, went viral, right? He wasn't mm-hmm. – yeah. he didn't have the success that I thought he would. Everybody thought he was going to be the next Derrick Henry, right? You know, he had a Mark Ingram, and he switched to Derrick Henry. Then you got Bo Scarborough, this big old gigantuous running back. Guess what? He just basically signed with the Buffalo – I mean, not Buffalo, but the Birmingham – was it the Stallions zone? There would be the uh, – there were Stallions. Yeah, the Bir- Birmingham Stallions in the USFL. So he hadn't played with them. And he just signed with him, meaning that probably the next time they play, he's going to be playing. He's going to be in uniform. Yep. So what I'm saying is, is that even though they didn't get signed, they it's still they can still sign with the USFL. And I, Bo, I brought Bo up because that proved the point. Because I was wondering, man, can they still sign? Is it too late? No, they can sign on as a free agent right now. So hopefully their agents, they're working with an agent partner that have made phone calls and, and, and working this thing out. Or maybe they just – Want to wait to the XFL showcase, but like Zoe said, man, the best way to stay in football shape is to play football, and the best way to be seen is to get, is, to, is, to, is, to, is to have film. So keep your head up, guys, man. We're rooting for you, man. We 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 got your back. We 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 wish you all the best, man, and we know you guys are gonna do well if you if and when you guys get an opportunity to continue to pursue your dream. So that's all I got on that, fellas. Any 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 closing remarks on that before we close the show? Uh regards to the XFL and the showcase uh, at Jackson State, it's always a great opportunity when all eyes are on your university uh, for recruiting purposes and to let the the um, potential recruits know that uh, the dream is still real if you come to an HBCU. And uh, you see that with what the XFL is doing and you see that with, with James Houston and other uh, fellow HBCU uh, players getting drafted so the dream is still real at an hbcu yeah man just wanted to wish all the guys good luck man they get you, if they get your shot of this man just know tiger nation is behind you man mm-hmm. wishing all you guys good luck hope you man pursue your dreams and make this roster there it is well fellas like i said we we wanted to wait we wanted to let it simmer we wanted to have a, a full action-packed uh list of um of official destinations. And, and, and so when we came to sit down, Todd Tiger talk with the 1400 club supporters, listeners, subscribers, and man, we appreciate you guys. We, uh, we, we, we got so much more uh, coming down the pipe. We got some heat coming and, and listen, we just wanted to kind of, you know, let this thing simmer a little bit, you know, shout out to the coach prime and his entire staff for what they're doing and what they're building. We know, like I said, for HBCU NFL draft picks this season, we expect that to double. You know, next season, um, we expect there to be some, you know, some really good, significant um, increase when it comes to Jack State. I think we get one, two, maybe three next season. You know, yeah. we'll see how it goes and we'll go from there, man. So I don't have anything else left, fellas. I appreciate y'all as always, man. This is always fun to do that. You know, the I love. Appreciate everyone. And go Tigers. Go Tigers. Tigers. And that'll do it for episode 240 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. 
We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting every episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done